Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you for your goodness and your ministry and your, and your mercy. And Lord, I just ask that you'd speak and you'd speak through me. And Lord, that we'd have, as I prayed before, ears to hear and eyes to see. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. When I uh, when I heard that there'd be five distinguished pastors listening to me tonight, my first thought was, "Oh my God, what'll I do? What'll I do, Lord? Jesus, Jesus, help me! Send the bird, Lord. Where, 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 where are you?" But I'm going to trust the Lord, and um, He's pulled me out of worse, worse conditions than this. Now I want to talk a little bit and share a little bit tonight about visions and revelations. We haven't heard a lot. Um, it's a, that's a study that really is one of the back burners of the Bible. You really don't need to know all about them, but eventually, in your spirit, in your um, Christian walk, you're going to run into them. I have in 84 years, and it surprised the life out of me. And uh, my scripture is very short. It's in Acts 9.10. It said, and there was a certain disciple at Damascus, and the Lord said to him in a vision, period. The Lord said to him in a vision. And there are people that have had visions, and there are people that have had revelations. There are three types of revelations. Now, simply knowing in your spirit and hearing with your spirit ears and seeing with your spirit eyes. Now, there are three types of visions. Seeing with your spirit eyes, a trance like St. Peter fell into, and an open vision like they were in the, in the Old Testament. There were a lot of open visions in the Old Testament. Now, why were there so many visions in the Old Testament? Well, an open vision is when the Lord walks into you and says, uh, Brother, I want to talk to you. Your senses are not suspended. You see me just like I see you, and he'll talk to you. My brother Hagen had that happen to him one time, and he said, the hair on the back of my neck stood right up straight. He said, because when the Lord came in, I thought it was a nurse, but it wasn't. And he walked across the floor, sat down, and closed his hands and said, no, I want to talk to you. That's where I'd be a little bit scared. I don't know about you. I think I'd be just a little bit scared. Now, the Old Testament, people were so spiritually dead that he had to talk to them in open visions. They didn't have the Holy Spirit. They were spiritually dead. Some of them were, I hate to use this expression, but were dumb as a stump. Because uh, I think when Samuel, uh, mother and father, an angel came and visited him and told him about the birth of Samuel, they thought, her husband said, well, we've seen an angel, we're going to die, we're going to die, we see an angel. And his wife, being a little smarter, said, well, if that angel wanted to kill us, he had a chance right then. And he didn't. But you understand, when you're spiritually dead, when you are spiritually dead, God had to get, get to him and practically hit him with a club to show him what he wanted, wanted him to, to bring to him. Now, Let's talk about the lowest. Okay, we gotta, let's get this so we don't eat up all our time. Let's talk about the lowest type of a vision. The, the lowest type of a vision 
is a spiritual vision. You see with the eyes of your spirit. Paul was seeing with his spirit eyes when he got knocked off his horse or his donkey on the road to Damascus. And uh, when, his, when his natural eyes were opened, he was blind. But evidently he seen and saw the Lord with his spiritual eyes and heard him talk to him. And uh, when it was all over, he certainly had to, uh, he had to go, he had to go and, and get Ananias to pray for him. Now, Ananias had a vision, and he said, uh, I want you to go and, and raise up this, this apostle Paul. And he said, not so, Lord. Paul's a, is a scoundrel. He's putting everybody in jail. He's killing people. And the, and the Lord told him, said, Ananias, don't worry about it. I'm using, using the real language. This is army language. Don't worry about it, son. Um, he's going to suffer a lot of things for my, for my, uh, for my sake. And I often wondered, uh, Pastor Marty and I talked about it one time, and I said, you know, Paul suffered an awful lot of things for the gospel. But Paul was a scoundrel. He threw people into jail, and they probably died. And I wondered... You know, if it, uh, even though Paul had to suffer for the gospel, I wonder if it was just some of these things that come back that bit him on the knee. Some of the things he did. I don't know, but I know Paul said later, later in his ministry, forgetting the things that, that, that are behind us, we, stri we strive for the calling of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know if you ever, I've talked to guys that, uh, in the army that had to kill people, and they'd come back on them. They weren't exactly happy about it. So if Paul was a human being like anybody else, and just between you and me, I wonder if that bothered him. The, the Bible didn't say it did, but I just wonder if it did. Now, the second type of vision is a trance. Remember Peter's vision on top of the housetop? In this type of vision, your senses are suspended, and sometimes you're even carried away in the spirit, just like Ezekiel was, you know? In the book of Acts, Chapter 10, verses 11 through 17, Peter saw a great sheet let down from heaven with all kinds of clean and unclean animals on it. And a voice said, slay Peter and eat. And he said, not so, Lord. I've never eaten anything unclean or common. When the Lord said, what I have made clean, don't you call unclean. And this happened three times. And when a vision, when he got it three times, the sheet was let up and down three times. That signified doctrine. For out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word is established. And uh, this vision showed Peter that Gentiles were brought into salvation and into church. And thank God he had that vision, and thank God he did what the Lord told him. Now, my mother had an experience somewhat like this. She was uh, at a prayer meeting, and the presence of the Lord was really strong. First of all, with her natural eyes, she saw th three or four young ladies seeking to be filled with the Holy Ghost. All right, now they're at the altar. They're all praying. They're all seeking, seeking to be filled with And suddenly, she saw Jesus step up behind him. And she saw, in the spirit, him put his hands on, on them. And when they, he put his hands on them, they got baptized and fell over and were filled with the Holy Ghost and were speaking in tongues. And that, she sure did heard with their natural ears. So sometimes the Lord can do some wonderful things. Now, why did that happen? I don't know. Ask him. 
That's his business. That's not mine. You know, sometimes we try to take up our business, the Lord's business, and everybody else's business. And when I hear things and, and, and they're blessed by them, I just go along and receive them. Now, let's go to an open vision. 1 Samuel 13.1. This was an open vision in the days where the word was very, very precious and there was no open vision. So for a time, actually the Lord had closed things down and wasn't dealing with people through open visions because the Bible said so. Now, Brother Hagin was in a hospital. I used a lot of his material because in all his years there was no, never any, anything wrong. He was always up front. Everything was, was perfect. Uh, he was in a hospital as a result of an accident, and he fell. And uh, he, was, he stepped down and got caught in, in the cord and went over and fell on his shoulder. And uh, so he's in the hospital. He wasn't sick. He was just in the hospital. And he saw a nurse enter the room. But when he looked up, it was the Lord. And the Lord walked across the floor, sat down in a chair next to him and floated his hands. And started this conversation like this. You told them at the gospel, gospel business, businessmen's group that you were a teacher and a prophet. I called you to be a prophet and a teacher. You have been out of my perfect will for some time. Now, to me, that would be a big deal. But it wasn't me. It was the Lord. And he said, had this not happened, this fall had not happened, you would not have lived to be 50 years old. He said, Satan caused this, all right. I let him cause it. But he said, I allowed this to get your attention. He said, because you like to teach, you have reversed what I told you to do. Now go back and fulfill your ministry and do what I called you to do. To me, that wasn't a real big thing. But you know, I'm not the Lord. And uh, God... To much that is given, much is expected. And uh, he, he talked about an hour and a half to him, and he said, uh, and he talked to him about his ministry, and he said, now go fill your ministry for the time is short. Uh, ministers, what I found out when I read the small part of the contract, are not one of the boys. And uh, much is given, much is going to be expected. The calling of the Lord Jesus is a wonderful thing, and it's a very sobering thing. It's rich with reward, but it's heavy with grief sometimes, too. And when a minister is in disobedient, it is not a good idea. Some of them have died. Now, here's an example. There was a, a preacher... And uh, this other pastor, Mark, named him. He said, now, what you're preaching is not right. And he said, I want the Lord to want you to get straightened out on this. And this pastor said to him, I know you're right, but I'm not going to admit I'm wrong. Not a smart thing to do. And the Lord said to this pastor, he said, two weeks from tonight, that pastor will fall dead in his ministry, in his, his pulpit. And that's just exactly what happened to him. Well, did he go to heaven? Well, I'm sure he went to heaven. But that's a rough way to get there. 
And I'd rather have the Lord say to me, well done, thou good and faithful servant, than just say, okay, Chuck, come on in. I'd rather have him say that. Now, why would that happen? Well, when you're called a servant of the Lord, you represent him. You, the guy said, told me, he said, you better be preaching the truth because uh, he, had, he didn't do it and he fell into judgment. Remember, remember Moses when he struck the rock at uh, uh, Cavus Berea and he was twice, he really got hot at the children of Israel. They were complaining and grousing and complaining and grousing and grousing. We got no water, we got no food, we got this, we ain't got that. Blah, 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 blah. And we, now we're all happy. We don't have a drink of water. What are we going to do? So Moses, when, when the Lord told him to go up to where the rock was, he hauled off and he whacked the rock twice. He hit it twice. And uh, it wasn't a good idea because the Bible said that rock was a symbol of Christ. And Christ was struck once for our sins. And, and the result of the thing, uh, Moses wasn't allowed to go into the promised land. And the Lord took him in Deuteronomy 32, 50 and, 20, 30 and, and 52. I'm sorry. Deuteronomy 32, 50 and 52. So he told him in the end, go up and die on the mountain which you ascended and be gathered with your people just as Aaron and your brother died on Mount Hor and was gathered to his people. I have noticed when the Lord talks to people he speaks to them in different ways. He, spoke, he speaks sometimes uh, to ladies. He's, he's very gentle sometimes. I've heard experiences of it. But when he spoke to me, it wasn't well done, thou good and faithful servant. I'll promise you that. Uh, when, you, uh, when you're not doing exactly what the Lord tells you to do, you're not exactly sinning, but you're not living according to what you know is right. Sometimes the Lord will get a little, little it, uh, he gets, gets just a little bit upset with you. When uh, we talk, now we've talked about these visions, the spiritual vision is the lowest. You see into the spirit world. A trance is like Peter fell into, and an open vision is like they had in the Old Testament. All right? Now I want you to go in real quick. And we want to go into uh, Revelations. Now, Galatians 2, 1 and 2. Now, Paul, by Revelation, said, Then after 14 years, I went up to Jerusalem, this time with Barnabas. I took along Titus also. I went in response to a revelation. All right? So the Lord revealed them to him. Now, he didn't say how he revealed them to him. There's three types of, of revelations. There's knowing in your spirit. Hearing with your spirit ears and seeing with your spirit eyes. Now, the type of revelations where God's talked to you and reveals things, remember Paul received the gospel by revelation. He said, I was never taught it by men, but I received it by the Lord. And uh, when you simply know in your spirit Sometimes God will speak, a lot of times he'll just speak to you in your spirit and you just simply know something. Sometimes uh, I'll be going along and the Lord will say to me, well, you better take that with you. And then I'll need it. Is that supernatural? Yeah, it's supernatural. It's supernatural. You don't get, uh, 
flaring trumpets and you don't get angels and you don't get uh, booming responses from heaven, but it's still supernatural. It's still supernatural. I, I want to tell you one thing uh, that happened to my dad. And it was 1956. I'm going to get along here. It was 1956, and he was coming home from Christmas, from, from the work at Christmas. And uh, he was about to pull into Main Street. And something said to him, wait. So my father did know how to listen to the Lord. And just as he waited, a drunk come racing in and smashed into a car right in front of him. That was one of the first times I've, I've ever seen my father with a white face. Really got white. The blood drained out of him. And uh, that is an example in the, uh, of us today, a personal example. You know, Jesus in Luke 6, 8 knew the thoughts of the Pharisees and all the, the doctors of the law. And uh, when he talked, when he was healing that man in the temple, he's, he's, they looked at him to see if he'd break the law on the Sabbath, if he'd heal on the Sabbath. For being, instead of being saying, oh, praise God, we're going to get somebody healed, they were all, well, let's see if we can find he's doing something. They made the law. They added a lot to the law. And they said what's it working, what it wasn't work, and healing on the Sabbath would have been work. And Jesus looked at him and said, is it wrong to heal on the Sabbath, or is it good? And that shut him up. Now, you ask me if I've ever had a, a revelation. God ever showed me anything. Yeah, I did get one, and it was a big one, and it saved my Army career. When I've, uh, when I've had God showed me some things, he sh they were biggies. And now, uh, Jesus knew the, the, the fair weakness of the Pharisees, and he worked off their, 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 their uh, wickedness for his glory. Now, we talked about Paul, who received the gospel in Galatians 1, 11 through 12. But the second type of revelation is hearing your spirit ears. Do you know your spirit man and spirit woman has a voice? I didn't know it. I didn't know it till one time. I was lying on the floor, sick as a dog. And so I was complaining to the Lord, Lord, why am I not getting better? I have confessed your word, I believe your word, and I'm still sick as a dog. And I heard this voice inside me say, you haven't made the word of God the last authority on your, your condition. And I turned around to see who it was, and I realized it was in me. Now, I like to say that uh, I jumped up and said, praise God, I received this, Lord, I'm healed. <clears throat> but I got a couple of shots and went to the doctor. <laughs> Even sometimes when the Lord tells you things, you goof up. Uh, I hope that's never happened to you. Now, let's, uh, let me tell you, uh, let me hang on, because we're running out of time. The difference between a spiritual revelation and a spiritual vision is this. In a spiritual vision, you see cleanly. Like I'd see, you, you, you're in that vision and you see, I could see your faces, I know what you are, I, I know where everybody is, I could tell what clothes you got on. But in a spiritual revelation, you see into the spirit, but you do not see clearly. It was in, close in the 1980s, I was in, uh, in the army, and we were taking the machine guns. 
Now, the government's very, very excited about machine guns. They don't want them, something about robbing banks and things, I don't know, I never did, I never did finish, figure it out. But we were taking the serial numbers off it, and a kidney stone dropped off in my back. And it dropped down, and I, I went down on my knees, and I grabbed the counter, and I pulled myself up again. Pain. I thought my head was going to fall off and my body was going to go one way and my legs the other. It was, oh, it was horrible. And when I was in there and I'm going, oh, my God, have mercy, I looked and I was at the counter like this. And then the next second, believe it, I don't care if you believe me or not, I ain't taking my shirt off and taking the whole church on to fight. This is what happened to me. I didn't expect it would happen. I didn't know it would happen. But thank God it did happen. I saw Jesus in front of me. Now, this is a revelation. I, I can tell you he had brown hair. He looked to be about five or six feet, about six feet tall. He had on a white robe, and he looked like, uh, he was, looked to me a little bit lean. So what I, lean is what I could see. Now, he started out his conversation with, with this. He didn't say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I'm so glad I can see you again. You're such a wonderful Christian. No, it didn't happen. He said, he can be very brief and very short. He said to me, if you want your healing this time, you better act like the word of God is true. And I said, Lord, how am I going to act like the word of God is true? I want to die. I hurt so bad. I said, can I, lay down in the, can I lay down in the corner and act like the word of God is true? And he said it again, if you want your healing, you're going to have to act like the word of God is true. Then he said, a healed man would be about his father's business. Now, what he meant by that, occupy till I come. Now, how am I going to do that when I, some of the ladies told me this is worse than childbirth. Oh, my God, have mercy, that hurt. You can't believe, you can't believe how it hurt. And Althea said to me, are you okay? And like a good dumb soldier, I said, yeah, I'm okay. Go on in the office. And I, which way I'm going to fall, you know? And I said, Lord, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And he said, this he gave me this little song. Now, healing don't work like this, but it did this time. And it's in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We got the victory in the name of Jesus. We got the victory. Every time I'd sing that, the pain would subside. So I grabbed the two guns, and I took them over to the vault and locked them up in the vault. And all day long, I went around singing, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I got, some, I got a lot of verses in that. <laughs> and the Lord was with me. Two days later, I passed the kidney stone, and I showed the doctor, and he said, yeah, that's, I, he said, Mr. Wood, if I had known that, I'd have put you in a hospital. I said, no, nah, doctor, it's too late now, I'm good. The Lord healed me. The Lord had healed me. Now, the word of God, the word of God, let me, let me uh, close up with this very quickly. Now, don't have a ball bat out, every one of you, and you're going to beat me to death when I tell you this, because this came as a revelation to me. The word of God, the church has got the word of God to heal itself with. We have the word. People have confessed the word. Cancers have fallen off. The word of God is for the church. Gifts of healings, 
belongs in the ministry, pretty much in the ministry of an evangelist. He preaches the gospel, he lays his hands on people, he gets them healed, and then the goodness of the Lord leads men into salvation and people get saved. That happened with a, 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 a they had a Buddhist, they were Buddhists. They had a great big Buddha in the, in the, in the, in the, the basement and the mother got terminally ill and they were praying to Buddha but Buddha didn't do anything. Buddha just sat there dumb. And uh, they, heard about, they heard about healing ministries, and they, they went. Pretty soon they dropped all their ideas about Buddha, and they went and got on the healing line, and God healed the mother first. She got saved, then the father, then the children. I don't know what they did with Buddha. I hope they sold him at a guard sale. But uh, I don't know what happened. But healing ministries get the attention of the sick and the wicked and they come to Jesus. The pastor's jobs are to put the word out. All the word of God. And you put the word of God out and people that will jump on it and receive it and believe it, they'll get healed. Well, praise the Lord. Every time we're together, I think I've heard all the stories, and then I hear another one. Can you give Grandpa Chuck a hand tonight? Thank you. Love you. Yeah. I think he was singing that song, I've Got the Victory, because he had two machine guns with him. <laughs> yeah. Praise the Lord. Well, tonight, you know how to give. We're going to take an offering for... The Charles Wood study. The room is all gutted. If you didn't know that, it's all gutted. They're, the only thing that's back there is studs. And so we got to do the electric and the framing and new bathroom. We're going to have a, a full new bathroom back there. It's going to be a beautiful space for the, for the word to be taught in. And, and Sam and I were talking earlier tonight. And we're, we're asking the Lord to extend grandpa's life beyond beyond what's planned how many of you know we can do that and uh, we prayed I came up I was looking through the videos on my phone I don't know if you remember but Ron and I came up and saw you you were at uh, suburban Fillmore and uh, we went up there and he had us laughing for 30 minutes amen and I got it all on video and the Lord gave him extra days, and I'm thankful for those extra days. And I pray in Jesus' name, just stretch your hand towards him tonight. I pray in Jesus' name that you give him wisdom and revelation to teach the word of the Lord for many years to come. I pray for health in his body. I even pray, Father, for the things that he's asked you for healing in. Father, would you minister to his body? Would you give him clarity of thought and vision in these next years ahead? We thank you for it. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for discipleship. Thank you for the Holy Spirit teaching that you provide to come from his mouth and lips. And we thank you for it tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Rain came, wind blew. My house was built on you. Come on, let's worship just for a minute. 
I'm safe. You sing it. With you, I'm gonna make it. Come on, encourage yourself in the Lord tonight. Or rain came, wind blew. My house was built on you. I'm safe with you. I'm gonna make. Come on, lift your voice in this house tonight. I feel His presence singing. Rain came, wind was built on you. I'm saved with you. I'm gonna make it through you all. You sing these words. You won't fail. Come on, stay with me. Oh, he won't fail. Come on, lift your voice and tell him. Oh, he won't fail. He won't. Lift your hand in the house of the Lord tonight and tell him. He won't fail. He won't fail. Just the voices singing. He won't fail. Lift your voice. He won't fail. He won't. Sing it one more time. He won't fail. Sing it to the Lord. He won't fail. He won't. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your grace. Father, I pray for grace on someone's mind tonight, someone's heart tonight. It's become hardened and rigid tonight. I pray for grace. Pray for your love. I pray for your healing. If that's for you tonight, just lift your hand to heaven and just say, Be it unto me, be it unto me. Father, I pray that over someone tonight. Softened hearts tonight. Pliable hearts tonight. Grace upon grace tonight. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight. Thank you for your mercy and kindness tonight. Thank you for your love tonight. Thank you for your grace. Rain came when blue was built on you. I'm with you. I'm gonna. Someone's facing a difficult time. Just name their name. Even if they're not here, rain came with blue. My house was built on you. 
thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you for your kindness tonight. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Would you say amen tonight? Amen. Amen. If you want to give, the mailboxes are right in the back. You can get on push pay or you can mail it in. Just write on it, Chuck Wood Study. And what we're going to do tonight, now we're going to do something really Holy Ghost filled. We're going to go eat pizza and chicken wings. Okay? And everybody's invited. Amen. Everybody's invited. We're going to be right in the outback here, and we'll meet you back there in just a few minutes. I love you all. Thank you for being with us. Those of you that are online tonight, you know how to give. The link's in the chat. God bless you so much. Have a great night.